My name is Daniel Berrios, and today I'm going to be talking about Noah Stout's movie, Images of a Nordic Drowning. It's a documentary about this art collector in Norway named Håkon Mark, who finds these paintings in a barn. And not just like one or two, but like 10, 20 paintings from this guy from the late 1800s, early 1900s, called Oscar Valdemar Johansson, whose artwork shows a different side of Norwegian life than what we're used to at the time. At the time, it was more about uh, the bourgeoisie. It was more about uh, Edvard Munch. The guy who did the screen painting, the one with the dude with the distended face, just screaming, you know, screaming into your face, basically. That guy is considered the most famous Norwegian painter of all time. And whenever Marin saw Johansson's painting, He's sitting there like, this is mesmerizing. Because this is stuff made from a working class background. This is a guy who depicted prostitutes and poverty and alcoholism. Just the darker, more garish sides of his life. Uh, It's also a painting where the guy will basically use himself as material. So he'll draw himself, but he'll draw himself in these grotesque, almost like horror-style imagery with, like, tongue sticking out and sunken eyes. That's a lot of what I saw in his work is a lot of these sunken faces. And The dude had a tough life. The movie goes on to explain a little bit of his history. This is a guy who dealt with alcoholism for a long-ass time, but he never brought it home to his family. He always, like, did his deed out in the in the world, basically. His wife suffered from cancer. So there's so much pain that's portrayed in these works. And that's something that Marin really latched onto. It's something that stuck out from all the work at the time. And so he spent decades trying to basically get Norway to recognize how good or how important this painter is to their history. The one problem is, and a lot of this movie centers around this theme of a prophet not being anymore in his hometown, because Norway's National Museum, over the years, doesn't recognize it. And they're like, this dude is over the top, his technique looks rough, it's coarse, it's rubbish, it's bullshit, this isn't something that we're going to put on the pedestal of something that's internationally immediately known as extreme. One of the few paintings that I'm pretty sure anybody from like first grade up to being 100 years old is going to recognize is Starry Night, The Mona Lisa, The Scream. Right? But this guy doesn't fit with the aesthetic of what they were trying to present at the National Museum. And it started all the way back with a dude known as Knut Berg, who's the director of the National Museum, like, I don't know, for like 20 years up until I think like 7 or 07. But he famously, whenever Marin, you know, built up, because Marin's an art collector too, and he's got his, you know, his connections in the scene, he would hold these exhibitions of these works starting in the 90s, which was 70 years after these paintings were found. So he put up this gallery, he put up this uh, exhibition, 
and Knut, leader of Norway's National Museum, basically the authority on Norway's, uh, the way Norway depicts itself artistically and in paintings to the world, he's like, famously said that this is bullshit. And that happened to be the National Museum's stance for years. And I think it still is. Even until today, it's amazing. The movie goes from like the 90s all the way to now. And it feels like I'm with Marin and I'm just bashing my head against the wall. And on one hand, I was thinking, wow, how relevant is this in an age where there's something to be said. And I think um, the people that are in the documentary from the National Museum side, some of them are just saying like, look, this guy has been bugging us forever. This guy will not leave us alone. I don't have to work. And like, I think it's just an ego trip. And that made me think, yeah, there's a – there's definitely ego that comes with art. I mean, just think about how we're all in our camps and whenever one of our favorite directors comes out with something, we just latch onto it and flip it. In a way, somebody was saying that they can't understand why you would find something beautiful or find something important. That hits at our ego. I mean, shit, try telling a Snyderverse fan that his, you know, the Snyder Cut sucks. They'd be like, ballistic. And the same way if somebody were to tell me, God, nice guy sucks, as respectful as I can be, there's still that human tinge inside my gut that's like, man, fuck you, you know? <laughs> like, you just don't fucking get it. This is great. You're a piece of shit. Like, that's the nanosecond of what you want to say because our ego does take a hit. And on one hand, I do think it's about Marin just being straight and narrow and that weird human challenge of being told that the things you love suck and sort of that defiant, almost spiteful way of, all right, I'll, I'll show you. And then on the other hand, you've got this idea of, well, if this is the National Museum, if this is a way for Norway to express its artistic contributions to the world or to define what they are, those contributions will tell someone immediately what it's like to you, Marin, and what images do you want associated with Norway? Do you want this sort of working-class poverty? There's this beautiful double painting of this woman who's almost like a porcelain doll. It's on the left side of the painting. Porcelain doll, and there's like these two men washing their car. And then the other half of the painting is these two children kind of in a barn. It looks like something out of a – this is going to be a really weird example. Uh, Foo Fighters Sky is the Neighborhood music video <laughs> where, like, the girls are, like, in this, like, wooden barn and they're looking towards the sky. It's almost Peter Pan-esque but, like, in a fucked up dark way. And that was an expression of, like, these are the children of the porcelain doll mothers who prostituted themselves to be this person. Is that an image that you, as the leader of the National Museum, would want to use to represent Norway? Are we hiding behind the truth of our history? Are we kind of like sanitizing it for the expression of the rest of the world? And on both sides, I get it. I don't want to shy away from the darkness because that's truth, right? If art is the expression of our thoughts and 
our environment. It's the way that we see the world. All images, in a way, should be respected and validated by saying that, yes, this is truth. And on the other hand, there's that subjective difficulty of <coughs> being a critic where how can I call myself an expert in something? How can I deem a subjective work of shit on so-and-so? Like, what measures? Are they going on technical skill? And what would define technical skill in art? Would that be photorealism? Would that be the ability to create original thoughts out of thin air as to the way to translate visual image onto whatever medium you have, the judgment of art is so ridiculously subjective, and we contrast that with the images that we want to express to the world about ourselves. And so that conflict is something that's featured throughout this whole movie. And what I thought was also cool was that he would take these paintings to different countries. He would take them to Germany and to Italy, places where the culture reflects a little bit more of the aesthetic of what's there. And people would go apeshit for it, and they'd love it. Like, the Italians, I think, are referenced as, like, a more sensual romantic expressive people. And so they're willing to accept the more outlandish, over-the-top expression. And I wonder if that... Uh, I wonder if it's just an aesthetic thing. It is very strange that uh, a lot of this comes down to this is recognized by so many people outside of Nero, but yet the officials in Nero will never recognize it. That's something I kind of wish the movie delved into a little bit more was uh, something along the lines of like, I want the National Museum's perspective on like what they really think of the work. Not from like some critical not from some technical bullshit you know they're, they're saying shit like the brush strokes are too coarse or the whole thing is rough like what the fuck does that even mean you know if I make a rough brush stroke that gets somebody to weep wouldn't that brush stroke be important what is the there's no analysis of like how the technique affects the work when it comes to like there's there's so many I feel like a Michael Keaton in Birdman. It's like you're fucking labeling everything, but it doesn't matter. Nothing means anything. <clears throat> and really what I would be more interested in is that why would Johansson's work downgrade or denigrate the image of the Nordic uh, of the Nordic National Museum? Is it that we want image of Norwegian art to be about the bourgeoisie? Do we want it to be a little bit more elite? Do we want it to look more uh, regal or present the best version of Norway? And is that what's going on here? I'm pretty sure that it is. But due to the overwhelming support overseas, it seems like there's an interest in people that want to explore working class, that want to explore the just real life. It feels like somebody who would look at Spike Lee's movies 
and say that because it's dark and because it's it's talking about uh, the most uncomfortable parts of our society that it's not worthy of being represented in narrative and culture. You know, it's like you replace uh, psyches with 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 like Although Green Book did win Best Picture, and Spike Lee never had that, you know. It's odd that these things find their audience over time, as culture changes, as the way we express our identity changes, the way that we seek to discover and recontextualize history with a more complete picture. I mean, now you're talking about representation of gay men, and you're talking about these uh, dismissed voices, trans voices, voices, black voices, and that's not something that's being brought back, so maybe that's what the resurgence of Oklahoma was, is the healing of the people that are outcast, the people that are under conveyed, that they deserve, <laughs> or they deserve to have their moment in the sun, and people like Marin, who does, oh my god, it's extraordinary work, I mean, this guy, uh, this guy had a mentor, uh, Stanton, I believe. I don't think that's his name. I'm gonna lose my mind. He had this uh, friend of the family that uh, oh shit. Fucked up. Marin's. I think. I think Marin's dad passed, and there was a friend of the family who's this big art dude who kind of got him into it and so this is a guy that's been able to you know fund well help with Marin's lifestyle there's a part of me where he was like yeah I wanted to buy this like grand property with a bunch of acres and the guy was like oh that's not even like that's pocket change to me here I'll buy it for you so it's a guy that comes from unbelievable privilege he's got this basically he owns a fucking forest this dude owns a motherfucking forest in his house, and he's had, like, the king and queen over, and in a way, you think, oh, that's, then all this, uh, Voldemort Johansson is basically just exploiting his poverty to make himself look good, it's his ego trip, but I never, and in a way, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I feel like there's, you wouldn't do this for 30 years, you wouldn't fight for someone's art to be exhibited or to be, I guess, validated by the by his hometown if you didn't in some way care or at least identify a little bit with it. You know, there's this speech where he's talking about, like, this is for the losers, it's for the outcasts, it's people that don't feel like they belong, and yet this guy's rich as fucking shit and has met the highest... Uh, the highest echelon of Norwegian society, although he always finds a way, even when he's in these privileged spaces, to bring this guy up and kind of shove this dude's work in their faces, and I really respect the guy, you know, this is somebody, this is somebody, well, look, this is a painting of a guy that I love, and here, you should look at it, you should see it, you should, you know, recognize I guess it's just a movie that highlights the need for support. I need 
to support our artists, they affect the world around them. They're a gene. They show us parts of ourselves and parts of our environment that we really can look at, tap, embrace for better and worse. I don't know, this whole, it resonated when I was thinking about being on Twitter, when I'm thinking about how you've got folks that are gunning for blockbusters and IP and and content to pipe in, and then you've got people like Ham that are clapping for 12 minutes or for a standing ovation that can mirror because of some uh, bourgeois tradition, and I don't know, just seeing that clash and bickering and back and forth where it's sort of like high versus low art. In, in one sense, it's boring. In, in one sense, like, it feels like I can't, like, I don't know why we can't just appreciate both, why there has to be a camp, why there has to be a parking, and I do believe in some way it's ego. But whenever I looked at this guy's camp, uh, this gentleman, his self-portrait kind of looks like a sad Tom Hardy from uh, Tom Hardy without a beard. Whenever I looked at his paintings and just heard the team story, that art connected. And honestly, for me, it was as simple as like watching a scene of a guy coming, like slink, slunk, uh, slumped, sorry, slumped over a table, getting blasted out of his mind, and just the the emptiness inside. But that stuff. To me, it's honestly as simple as just letting the art speak for, speak for itself. And I guess that's what Mind Victims has been trying to do, is just put all these paintings together in one. This is this guy's life. This is what he's lived through. Recognize it. Be with it. And, and deal with it without trying to, you know, I think ultimately, as much as Marin would want these works to be appreciated and loved as much as Ed, Edward Munn, um, I feel like it's just so much more important to let these things kind of breathe and be exhibited and be recognized as a part of history. Because I think it's weird that in America we are willing to make and express art that is highly critical of its own, and I feel like that's going to be increasingly more difficult as you know we go along. I don't know why I just got this weird pit in my stomach feeling that simply content in the pipeline just makes it harder for anything that doesn't hit four quadrants to come out or be expressed. Maybe be maybe like uh, the way that Marin took the paintings around Europe and let other people see it from other countries and sort of like experience it through their lens. Maybe the internet is going to open up like an equalizer for that sort of thing. Ideally, we're trying to do that, but I guess the logistics of like who has access to the internet and who can see what and what is being gated by 
I think I'm just going on a rant here. I'm sorry. But I really did enjoy it. It's a good 70-minute documentary. It's easy to put on and just kind of let yourself rile into this crazy 30-year journey to try and get a people to see this dude's art. And hopefully this guy is like, here, I love this. Can't you see why I love it? It sometimes feels as simple as that and sometimes feels as complicated as, oh, we've got a national museum director that's leaving and then we got a new one that's coming in, but the staff doesn't like her and so they're going to rail against her and then I'm trying to like put this guy's paintings in another museum that they want to like put alongside another set of paintings, but they have to do this giant essay with the fucking dissertation to determine whether they like the paintings or not and why don't they like the paintings and you never really understand why they don't outside of just some random labels and bullshit. Yeah, it could be as complicated as that or as simple as just watch this dude's art and see what you like. And that's basically it. Thank you very much for sticking to the end. I very much appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's going to be at the movies underscore pod. Images of a Nordic Drama, I think, dropped at Hot Docs Canadian International Film Festival, where there's a bunch of documentaries being shown. And uh, this is a good one. Whenever you get a chance to catch this thing, keep it on your radar. I think it's a really good diversion from the norm. You know, if you're tired of Stranger Things and you're you've already seen Doctor Strange a billion times and you've already seen Northmen or Emergency, give this one a shot, okay? Alright, thank you very much again, and y'all take care. Bye. <laughs>